0: The night, the most trusted source for top-to-bottom coverage of everyone's favorite mid-90s animated program, Gargoyles. I'm your host, Daniel Williams.
1: (laughs) I I, I am your other host, Liz Zirkle. She's
0: already having fun. Just a few seconds into it, boy, I'll tell you. (laughs) She came in prepared for a good time.
1: I had to make up for last week.
0: <laughs> we've got nothing to apologize for for last week. We did our best with what we were given we did our, We did our best. I'm sure the listeners enjoyed what we were able to
1: offer, right surely yeah well what, what what do we have this week?
0: This week we're covering gargoyle season two episode forty seven turf. <laughs> Not Turf Wars. (laughs) Just turf. Just grass.
1: I know. Like, are we on, like, a football field? What is this? (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's the gridiron. (sighs) Turf aired May 6th, 1996. It was directed by Dennis J. Woodyard, and it was written by Marty Eisenberg and his pal Robert (laughs) Skurr. Now, before we get going today... The representatives of Defenders of the Night would like to inform you that by listening to this podcast, you are legally required to leave us five-star ratings and reviews on your preferred podcatcher. Failure to do so will result in revocation of all Palgoyle privileges, including tummy tickles.
1: Not the tummy tickles!
0: Sorry. Them's the rules. Oh, no! You listeners know what you gotta do.
1: tickle. Tickle. <laughs> Speaking of inappropriate behavior, let's get into this episode.
0: (laughs) Okay. Liz, today we're starting off in Tony Dracula's chop shop. We see glasses guide a car in and... The car quickly gets pulled apart. Yeah. And this immediately got me wondering, what is the appeal of a chop shop? Why do crime guys love it, in fiction at least? Are they really just about pulling shitty cars apart and selling the pieces? I don't... Is this eBay before eBay? Is this where you get your used car parts?
1: Yeah, I don't get it. I've never really understood that whole chop shop sort of thing. Yeah, I guess in cities... Junkyards don't exist? Oh, no, they do. We saw one last week.
0: What is this place? Uh, what are we doing here with Chop Chops? Uh,
1: also, I totally forgot his name was Glasses. In my brain, his name was Specs. I like
0: that better. <laughs> Specs is way cooler. Yeah. Glasses just is what he's wearing, but Specs is like a cool nickname for the guy that wears glasses.
1: Yeah. He Specs now. Just
0: goes to show you that Tony Dracula is not very clever in how he names his goons.
1: <laughs> At least he has a name.
0: Yeah, that's true. Other guy is just...
1: Other guy.
0: Vampire goon. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Oh, God. So from there, we go to the skies, and Ah. the Brogoyles are immediately being so cringy. Like, oh my God, Brooklyn, I know you're the horniest dude in the universe, but Jesus, can you reel it in a little?
0: Yeah, I gotta say, don't call her Angie. That feels like the verbal equivalent of an uninvited hand on the thigh.
1: I blame Broadway. Broadway was the first person to call her Angie when they first met. And now they all do it, apparently. I don't know why it made me so uncomfortable. I guess because we had so much time with Angela, with just Daddy and Dreamboat, that hearing Angie just... uh, I don't like
0: it. I feel like that's disrespectful, straight up. I
1: don't know. Like, nicknames happen, obviously, but that doesn't feel like a I care about you kind of nickname. That feels more like I can't be bothered to say your full name. Yeah, that's like when,
0: you know, you introduce yourself by your preferred name. When I say my name's Daniel, and then someone immediately says, hey, Dan, I'm like, hey, go fuck yourself. You are so not a Dan. I'm, I, that's what I am to many people, actually. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't like it.
0: Because when when they say, hey, do you prefer Dan or Daniel? I'm like, I don't care. But if you make the choice for yourself, then you can go eat shit.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Like,
0: hey, my name's Liz. Oh, hey, Lizzie. Fuck off and die.
1: No, that actually is like a big thing for me that like only a few select people in my life get to call me Lizzie.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't dare (laughs) dream of it. It seems so inappropriate. And We
1: spend a lot of time with each other.
0: (laughs) So Angie. No, no. Angie. (laughs) What are we actually doing in this scene?
1: (laughs) I don't know. They're flying and they're all just being like hyper-masculine show-off creeps.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They're trying to impress her with their tales of doing their job.
1: Lexington is all like, "Uh ever since we've been in New York City, I've definitely stopped like hundreds of mugging. And Brooklyn is all, I don't remember what he specifically was bragging about. Just like look at my neat job that I do every single night. I uh, make sure that the streets are are safer. Yeah, literally, that's your job, dude. All of you. It's not just you. It's literally all of you. You are the defenders of the night, for fuck's sake. And then Broadway is just like, "Oh, that's nothing. I've taken down some big boss mob man." Like, <laughs> and she's like, "Cool guys. What is that weird thing over there? Should that be like that?" Yeah. So she spots. <laughs> A flying
0: robot dick. Yes. And she's like, hey, is that a normal thing? Should we be concerned? Lex is like, kind of, you know, we we see robots all the
1: time. Did you hear about the time I flew a helicopter? Also, do you want to see my dick? Yeah, it's like they're all like, hey, you know, you can just like lift off my line cloth and get it on.
0: It's just flopping around under there, man.
1: It's like the most, well, I was going to say cartoon, but it is a cartoon. But like the most like caricature... Of high school bros just trying so hard to impress the cute new girl. And it's just uncomfortable. And we didn't have much of a
0: starting point. You know, the last time we saw them together was really the introduction and then a bunch of fighting. So this is the first time we've got to see them just interact. And we went from zero to 100, man. It's unfortunate.
1: (laughs) Which I expect from Brooklyn because that's how he treated Maggie, too. What a sad thing to say. That's what I expect from Brooklyn. Yeah, he is desperate to
0: fuck. He has no fucking chill. But
1: the other two are just as bad, and it's just very overwhelming when it's all three of them being like this.
0: I can't imagine being a woman in that situation. Be like, can I just disappear from existence right now? Oh my god.
1: I mean, I can imagine. I've been in this sort of situation. So can I turn to smoke right now? Jesus Christ! Can the sun please just rise so I can be stone and have some silence? God.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> well. So Angela pretends to not hear anything that's going on behind her with these fucking dudes because she recognizes this dong bot. So she flies over to investigate. And Liz, can we discuss this robo dick for just a minute? Of
1: course we can. Because when they spot
0: it, it's animated very small. It looks like a drone. Mm. But we cut to the next scene and there are people climbing out of it. What the fuck happened here with the scale? (laughs) You know, it flies low over a roof of a random building and it casts a shadow and it takes a long time to cross the roof. Like, it looks small. Yeah. But, you know, I understand scales. If we were flying far away, it would appear small, but it would still cover the width of this building, which is what it does in the next scene.
1: Yeah, like, it's not consistent of how it's drawn comparatively to the buildings.
0: I thought it was like some sort of radio-controlled thing. It's
1: not as big as the fortress, but it's supposed to be more like that.
0: (laughs) Well, as it turns out, we cut to the next scene. It's the goddamn hovercraft from the Prague episode.
1: Yeah, so Angela does know it because she saw it on the world tour.
0: I mean, you know, this episode is fine with its animation for the most part, but that was pretty egregious. (laughs) So we cut to the next scene, as mentioned, and a bunch of black-clad mercenary types repel out of the dong thing, thing.
1: As I choke on carbonation.
0: You know, that's my job here is <laughs> to provoke spit-takes. <laughs> and it's Thomas Brode! Tomas! Tomash! He's got a team infiltrating this random building, which, as it turns out, is the chop shop from earlier. Are shitty car parts some kind of secret
1: crime guy currency? Is this what Bitcoin is, Liz? I don't know, because Bitcoin still makes zero sense to me, and I've had it explained to me many times. <laughs> Here's an
0: unrelated question. Well, it's related to Bitcoin. When you are reading articles about Bitcoin and you see, like, they show an image of a Bitcoin, are there, are Bitcoins a thing? Can I have a Bitcoin? You know what? I thought it was a
1: visible currency. <laughs> they just had to have, like, a clip art of it or whatever, so they just, like, designed <laughs> what they imagined a Bitcoin looked like. Right. Can I hold one in my hand? (laughs) Every time I hear the word Bitcoin, I just imagine like a token that you would use for an arcade game.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's what I think they look like. Big, goofy, giant coins. Yeah. (laughs) Cryptocurrency people out there, let us know. The fuck is Bitcoin?
1: (laughs) And is it the same as shitty cars to chop? And
0: can we use them at arcades?
1: Ooh, that's a really important question. Do
0: I have a box of Bitcoins upstairs and I don't even know? (laughs)
1: So, Brode and his crew are trying to break through the rooftop entrance of this chop shop. How big is this fucking building? Like, this is like a skyscraper for cars? I'm very confused. Whoever
0: was doing the animation was having a tough time with their scale this week. You know?
1: (laughs) That's all. So, a very pretty lady in thigh-high boots is very gung-ho to go in first, but... Gets blasted? I don't even remember now what blasts her, but she-
0: A bazooka guy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> A bazooka-wielding vampire is what blasts her.
1: <laughs> so she goes down and is just, like, passed out. And they're like, just leave her. It's fine. We'll We'll continue on with the mission. <laughs> okay, cool.
0: The mission being, Liz, going inside and shooting car parts.
1: Yeah, I was very confused. Like, were they just trying to sabotage them?
0: I guess- Brode goes inside. Liz, did you see? This made me want to give up almost immediately. They go inside. Brode is firing away with his guns. They all are. He shoots a random car bench seat, and the fucking thing explodes, Liz, in a (laughs) ball of flame. What?
1: I I feel like this was an early Gargoyles thing. We talked a lot about the amount of things that they just somehow exploded (laughs) by shooting it. So we're back to that, apparently.
0: Yeah. Are all... Car seats, explosive. Do we need to be far more careful? Or is this a 90s thing? Are we safe now? Cars
1: are a lot less safe in the 90s. Yeah,
0: what we didn't know in the 90s was that cars were built with TNT inside the seats.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. How else do you think they got them so comfortable? Yeah. It's, it's...
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know. It's before memory foam. <laughs>
1: So yes, explosions are happening, they're shooting up the place,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then the police arrive and we have the place surrounded. Blah 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 police speak. Yeah, it is
0: rare that the New York City police in the show Gargoyles are even remotely this proactive.
1: Right. I am impressed by how quickly they arrive at this mafia madhouse. Oh
0: like the alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the cops—they don't really do any good here, but they were quick.
1: Glasses, specs, as it were. Yeah, and other goon. They happen to have a full car that hasn't been chopped, and it magically is bulletproof. So they hop in there and scurry on out of there. Why didn't they
0: open the garage door? They crash through the garage door and, and make their escape, but I'm sure it just takes a button, right? Just boop. <laughs> and then- <laughs> Where's
1: the drama in that?
0: Does bulletproof equal getting smashed up proof?
1: I would think no, but <laughs> I feel like he proved otherwise that, yes, they can <laughs> you can use it as- I'm trying to think of things that are made for smashing through things, and I don't know.
0: Oh, a wrecking ball?
1: Yes!
0: He came in like a wrecking ball.
1: Exactly. Yeah, okay. Little Miley. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, Brode and Co. are, they head back up to the roof, they climb in their dongbot, and they make chase. They're not giving up on glasses here. And the police just hang around outside with their dicks in their hands.
1: That seems about right.
0: Cool. Good work, guys. Good work doing... Whatever it is that was.
1: But Detective Matt was there.
0: Yeah, he gets a couple lines this episode.
1: Yeah, they really don't let him speak. (laughs) We'll draw him in random scenes, but he just gets to stand there and look angry.
0: (laughs) Well, he does a very good job of standing quietly, looking angry.
1: So we're back to the skies.
0: Yeah. And the chase I mentioned passes the gargoyles as they're just watching. (laughs) And they decide it's time to jump in here. (laughs) And it seemingly is an effort to show Angela their dicks. But I guess it's better than just not intervening at all.
1: Yeah, I guess. But Brooklyn keeps abusing his power as second in command and keeps getting to choose Angela to be his buddy when they split up. So he does that, and Broadway and Lexington are not having any of it. They they don't like this. They don't think it's fair. Like, Why do you get to have Angie? That was my Broadway impression. That's pretty
0: solid, yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn splits up the group, like you said But he doesn't specify who should go where No So they all end up going the same direction
1: Well, I think that's mostly because Broadway and Lex were like, fuck this No, I want to be with her too But yeah, he doesn't actually give a plan He's just like, you go this way, I go that way, bye And they're like, no Yeah,
0: and then we get this obnoxious bullshit here
1: It's not fair How come you get to go with
0: Angela? Hey, am I the second in command or what? You're abusing your power Charge, all right? Come on. Out of
1: my way. Out of my way. Guys. Guys.
0: I can't believe we're going to do the whole let's fight over a woman thing for an entire episode.
1: And no one even asks her if she is interested or wants any of this. Yeah. They all just assume that she must. Well,
0: because it's a woman, you see, and that's their one desire in life is to something something with the dudes i don't know dudes are the worst
1: yep well we go to the dungbot yeah and i see that uh you realize the blonde is dreamboat at the same time i did
0: (laughs) yeah she loves going undercover man she
1: loves her costumes
0: i wonder if those are her costumes or are those just her evening wear
1: (laughs) she looks pretty hot in those boots She looks a little uncomfortable when she's walking around, though. Like, I feel like they do animate her as if she's, like, not used to wearing high heels all the time. I get it.
0: That's how I would walk around. It's hard. So, she comes to... Because when Brode escaped, she was still unconscious on the roof. So they just picked her up and dragged her along back to the (laughs) Dongbot. She comes to and the crew is arguing about how everything was going so well until the cops showed up. And I don't know, I I guess so, because I don't really know what the plan was.
1: We have no idea why they were shooting up the place.
0: If the plan was to just shoot bullets at old car stereos, they nailed it.
1: Good job, guys. Yeah,
0: they killed it there. (laughs) So I guess the idea here is that someone is a traitor. Yeah. Or that's what they're concerned about. And it's definitely not going to be Ed Asner's character here because he is super duper in love with Brode. He is like, oh, ever since Brode showed up, I have had a
1: nonstop erection. I don't know. <laughs> and then Blonde's dreamboat is like, oh, I guess that must be me. Like That was a ballsy
0: move. I'm not a cop, but I guess, I mean, maybe I spoke to the cops. I don't know. What are you What are you insinuating? And they're like, literally none of us were insinuating anything. You're suddenly very suspicious. What are you doing? (laughs) I mean, obviously, it was the other group of crime guys. Why are we having this argument right now? It's not going to be Sally, the person in the gang that showed up last and doesn't have a Easily verifiable past, right? Nah, (laughs) that's the other crime, guys.
1: If Dreamboat has learned anything about going undercover is if she's hot enough, they don't question who she is.
0: Word. (laughs) I, too, discovered that long ago, you know, when I'm going undercover for... Reasons. Yeah, I didn't, I could, you know, I'm not too quick on the draw today. Anyway.
1: So we go to the clock tower, and the bros are literally just arguing again mm-hmm. is this when they turn the stone mid-fight and angela's just like as far away as she can get from them? yeah i don't remember i think so i didn't really i didn't take notes i think this is when they're all
0: tugging at each other's loincloths and they're like oh why would she even want to see your dick look at your dick
1: Ugh. it's like well she doesn't want to see your dick either she's like I, I really don't want to see any of your dicks
0: i really have no interest in seeing dick ever <laughs> You guys ruined it for me. Thanks.
1: Uh. Previously had
0: a passing interest in seeing dicks. Now- not so much.
1: I just imagined that she's like, no, I'm not interested in any of this. And and then suddenly she j- she gets a crush on Dreamboat. And then it's just awkward because daddy also likes Dreamboat. And- That's
0: what happens. Hey, so from there we go to the prison. Yep, Glasses is going to have a chat with Tony Dracula. And it's not as romantic as I just made it sound. Sorry, guys.
1: It's one of those visits.
0: I think it's all business. No pleasure. Just Sorry. like
1: Tony likes it. <laughs> I don't know what that means.
0: Uh- Okay.
1: From there, we go to the nine-star restaurant and bar. Is that actually what it was called?
0: No, but it had nine stars on the awning.
1: Okay, cool.
0: I couldn't read what the sign said. I couldn't make it out. I tried. I tried.
1: I didn't even try, so. So,
0: it's the nine-star restaurant and
1: bar. Nice.
0: And Matt Bluestone, as we said previously, criminally underused in this episode. He's having a sit-down with Broden Co. This is where he gets the majority of his (laughs) lines, which... I don't think there are really that many here. No. He wants to know where everyone was last night during the Chop Shop attack. And I think that this entire scene was just an excuse to show us that Tomáš Brod has zero fucking clue how to eat food.
1: That was literally disgusting. It was
0: horrifying. It
1: was just... Food flying everywhere as he ate. Just close your fucking mouth when you chew. I'm surprised
0: they didn't animate it like splattering on Matt Bluestone's face or something disgusting.
1: <laughs> and him having to like wipe it off.
0: Yeah. Like he leaves the nine star restaurant and bar with food down the front of his shirt and he didn't even get to eat a meal. <laughs> <sighs> Tomash, bro doesn't even know what a chop shop is. So what are we even talking about? Also... You know, the gang was at the nine star restaurant and bar late last night, just eating and being disgusting (laughs) all night. So get the fuck out of here, Detective Matt Bluestone. (laughs) And he's like, "Okay, well, that's it for me and my lines. Bye bye.
1: And then he disappears forever and goes back to the Illuminati.
0: He shows up in the next scene. But does he get any lines? I don't remember.
1: I think he like drags one of the goons into like a questioning room. Oh, yeah.
0: No, he drags Broad into a questioning room. That's right. You're right. And he leaves her. Her name is Sally. He leaves Sally all by herself. Yeah, unsupervised. Not a great idea.
1: <laughs> I assume we know that Captain Pantsuit is in on this, so I assume this time around Matt is also.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I would agree with that totally. Okay, but I don't think that he should have left her alone because that
1: is suspicious. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but she gets to sit in the waiting room. I don't know whatever you call. It. I've. Not spent a lot of time in police stations. I was going to say I've never been in a police station, but that's a lie. Oh, Uh, we don't need to go into it. Oh, (laughs) so Sally has a seat and she's watching some cops fail to properly secure handcuffs on a perp. How did they fuck this up?
1: I don't know, but she's probably like, oh, I'm just itching to fix this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And in true police brutality fashion, it takes six fucking cops to try and subdue this one man. But he's white, so I'm sure he'll be fine.
1: Did I see this? I I don't know. Is this actually in the episode? Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. I don't remember that at all.
0: (laughs) Sally watches this all go down, and then she just stands up and walks away.
1: Oh, oh. yes 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 okay yeah i think that they were purposely making a scene like i feel like that was part of the plan
0: the cops were or the criminal
1: it was very convenient whether or not it was on purpose it like it allowed sally to be able to sneak off
0: see i thought that she was just sneaking off while a disruption was happening and that wasn't necessarily planned
1: yeah that probably makes more sense because that would have been very complicated it just was a good coincidence that it happened when she needed it
0: yeah and this is when I noticed that she's wearing a different outfit than the previous night. She's not in her stealth gear anymore. These boots. <laughs> if you're going to wear boots that nearly reach your crotch, why not just wear pants?
1: Because <laughs> they're sexy. How
0: long does it take to get boots of that variety on your body? Well,
1: they probably zipper up, so.
0: Okay. I was thinking you had to like roll them up or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm an idiot.
1: There's probably a zipper. (laughs) But it's like, if
0: that's just rubbing your crotch the whole time because they're that high, I don't know, just finish the ensemble with pants.
1: Yeah, and her skirt is so short, too, that you're like, girl, you're going to flash your vagina somewhere.
0: There's going to be some weird chafing for sure. Yeah. Going to flash your vagina somewhere. (laughs)
1: So when she sneaks away, she goes into the weird closet thing that they suddenly decided is the way you get up to the clock tower.
0: Yeah, I was confused as to what was going on in this whole <laughs> setup at first. Because we cut to the clock tower and we see the gargoyles wake up and, you know, make a mess with their, their stupid stone. I hope they've got a broom nearby. Yeah. And I was like, why are we cutting away from Sally? And then she walks up the stairs like, oh, how does Sally know about the gargoyles? <laughs> And then you know we don't know. We have to take a break. Well, maybe we'll find out when we get back.
1: I hope so. I'm so intrigued who the Sally is, even though we've already
0: said it. I know. I, you know, I forgot that I had a bit going in my notes. So whatever. We'll be right back. <laughs>
1: In the year 2100, the Earth's cybernetically enhanced population threatened to tear down everything America held dear. Free speech, drive through liquor stores, and guns. So many guns. After much deliberation, it was decided that, if America and its superior values were to survive the coming Robocalypse, there was only one option. Get the fuck out. (laughs) The next 100 years saw the construction of Space America, the galaxy's newest and brightest star. If you value adventure, good times, and cyborg fistfights, find your place in Space America. Space America. No cyborgs need apply. Subscribe to Space America on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher,
0: or check out calamitycast.com.
1: i mean come on sally's walking up those stairs in that short little thing she's definitely flashing her vagina somewhere
0: (laughs) that puss is out (laughs) you know i say things like that specifically to see when my wife is listening (laughs) presumably when she hears that she'll immediately come and find me and just shake her head (laughs) And I'm not going to edit any of this out, so then she'll know exactly what I'm thinking she's thinking, but she'll still do it. It's a weird sight. You know what? We have a fun marriage. <laughs>
1: hey, we're back. We're back, and Sally is breaking and entering into the clock tower, and the Brogoyles are like, oh, what do we do? They're
0: very nervous, yeah, but Angela can easily recognize faces, so she knows who she's looking
1: at. <laughs> she, she's like, "Dreamboat, is that you?" And the bros are like, I knew that, even though I've known her way longer than you have, Angela.
0: <laughs> yeah, they only recognize hair color and boobs, so you I know. mean
1: same, so I get it.
0: I recognize those tits. It's Dreamboat. <laughs> so,
1: I, li- <laughs> I like
0: I like. Here, dreamboat and angela walk away to talk shop they just leave the dudes out
1: i mean fair angela do you remember tomaj brode from prague that was his hovercraft yeah he's moved his operation to new york i've infiltrated his gang and now we're trying to bust him and dracon's men.
0: and then <laughs> the dudes are gross some more and it was old before it started but now i'm At this point, it's unbearable.
1: And I honestly just feel really bad for her. Dreamboat's like... Dreamboat's not helping here. No, she's just doing the whole, boys will be boys Mm. nonsense here. Mm. Mm. She's like, oh, you know them. They just haven't seen a pretty young gargoyle in a while, like a thousand years. That is not an excuse. That is not an excuse. Just because you haven't been around one, that you get to be gross and like fight over her. She's obviously very uncomfortable and doesn't like any of those.
0: Yeah. And she's being open and honest with Dreamboat and Dreamboat says, you're a big girl. Just let them know how you expect to be treated. Can you have her back, Dreamboat? What the fuck? Oh, you're leaving? Cool.
1: All she'd have to do, because the Brogoyles listened to her, would be like, hey, guys, maybe lay off Angela a little bit. Like, cool it. And they'd be like, oh, I'm really embarrassed. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And several times Angela's been like, where's Goliath? And I really think it's because she's uncomfortable around these dudes and wants her dad. Yeah. I can't
0: ever imagine a time... And maybe it's just my selective memory from my own youth, but being this just gross, I hope that I was never this bad. (laughs) These motherfuckers. All right.
1: I'm trying to imagine young teenage Daniel.
0: Looks about the same. (laughs) Less aged and tired, but still stupid hair. (sighs) Dumb glasses. (laughs) All right. What the fuck, Liz? What are we doing?
1: Boys are gross.
0: Boys will forever be disgusting.
1: We're back to Sally and she's in the office with Captain Pantsuit. And she's like, you know what, (laughs) Sally? I don't think we should be doing this anymore. I think you're good. You literally can't use any of your inside information from the other night because you were passed out the entire time. (laughs)
0: Yeah, she says it's too dangerous. Like, it wasn't too dangerous all along. Like, this idea, once it was formulated, wasn't already too dangerous? Right. You're getting soft on me, Captain Pantsuit!
1: (laughs) Well, then we have Brode and Matt. And they're leaving interrogation room.
0: They were making out a little bit. Some light smooches, I think, is what was happening.
1: Well, yeah. That's what you gotta do sometimes.
0: To get to the truth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Making out for justice. Uh, Sounds like a weird romance novel title.
0: I think that that should be a thing. (laughs) So at the same time that's happening, Captain Pantsuit is escorting Sally out of her office. And both very obvious crime guys get to leave the police station because they're innocent. Duh. Like you wouldn't at least try to hold them for the 72 hours or whatever the max is. (laughs) You know, when you see in police procedurals are like, we can't hold him for longer than 72 hours without cause. Well, do that.
1: Yeah, Detective Matt, I don't think, is a very good detective when he doesn't have his partner.
0: Yeah, he doesn't know all of the police rules. (laughs) He's
1: just making out for justice, and he's like, well, damn it, that didn't work.
0: (laughs) That's the 200th time in a row it didn't work.
1: (laughs) Um, I do like how how when Sally is being escorted here, she's like putting up a fight like, get off of me. Don't touch me. (laughs) Meh. like, Sally, calm it down a little.
0: (laughs) Keep it up, honey bunch. Very tough captain pantsuit talk.
1: (laughs) Do you think that's just what she calls dreamboat all the time? (laughs) (laughs) That
0: would be workplace inappropriate. (laughs) So outside on these streets, Sally and Brode get an Uber and high above them streets, Brooklyn is devising a plan. <sighs> he and Angela will tail Broad. Maybe he'll show Angela his dick and the other two dudes just stay here. Just stay here. Good plan. Solid plan. Well,
1: I don't understand what the point of having the other two stay behind.
0: Maybe wait for Goliath, but
1: you know, they could just leave a note. Yeah, they don't utilize notes very much. <laughs> should have their problems if like i think would be solved if someone just left a note that's
0: (laughs) why you always leave a note
1: lexington and broadway yet again do not like the fact that brooklyn is getting alone time with angela so they say fuck that and they also go fine yeah
0: good (laughs) i don't appreciate their reasoning no let's all go fight these crime guys.
1: Right. Like perhaps having all of us there would be beneficial.
0: And we cut to the nine star restaurant and bar. The Uber driver drops off Broad. And it's it's Broad's favorite restaurant. But they didn't pay for the Tony Dracon protection plus package. <laughs> so you know when you don't buy the Tony Dracon protection plus package, you're getting set on fire. <laughs>
1: Oh, I just like he's so upset when he's like, that's my favorite restaurant. Like, dude, how long have you been in New York City that you already have a favorite restaurant? Well,
0: he went to one restaurant. He decided he didn't need to try anymore.
1: Yeah, he's a creature of habit.
0: I can understand and appreciate that. <laughs> so, you know, the building is on fire, but we have more important things to discuss. Because word on the street is Tony Dracula's moving some weapons via train tonight. And we should steal. We should take those. Are, we should take them. <laughs>
1: Those can be our guns.
0: Yeah. Step one of a a solid plan. Step two, use our new guns to murder all the vampire goons and take over all the crime jobs. Sounds like a plan. So yeah, I guess let's go do that like right now. The building is still on fire, but now we got gun stuff to do.
1: So we go to the train. (laughs) Yeah. And it made me laugh because I said... Wait, isn't that a passenger train? Yeah,
0: I was like, is that a fucking Amtrak?
1: And then a second later, Sally had the same thought. Why would Draycon be carrying weapons on a passenger train? Why would the guns be in there and not a cargo train? This makes no sense and seems pretty shady, but oh well, let's go check it out.
0: Yeah, we should go inside. (laughs) And it it turns out it was a setup. Glasses and, uh, you know, his gang of vampire goons, they have some guns. Like, they look like nail guns. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or weird handheld vacuum cleaners, but they're guns, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe uh, leaf blowers. You know, they, some of them did look like leaf blowers.
1: I'm just trying to clean the train, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like, we got you guys. S- step aside while we freshen up the place.
1: <sighs> well, Proud and his crew retreat because, I mean, this was a setup. This was a bad plan.
0: Yeah, it's not really going over well. <laughs>
1: So they do the thing that happens in, like, every movie where they just start running on the top of the train. Yeah,
0: but one of the vampire goons shoots at the hovercraft, and it fucking Sir Robbins its way out of there. Pray, pray,
1: pray, pray Sir Robin.
0: <laughs> So uh, it's all over for Tomash bro Game over, man. It's game over. Or is it? Yeah, because the gargoyles attack the Dracula crew and violently throw them off the top of this train and into a drainage runoff. Guys, most of the time, those aren't very deep. Those dudes are probably all seriously injured or
1: dead. There's a lot of, like, that should have been a very gruesome injury in this episode.
0: Yeah, there is. I think you guys just killed some dudes.
1: <laughs> and Broad's really confused why. He's like, I battled with gargoyles before in Prague. I don't understand why they're helping me. As if all gargoyles speak to each other.
0: Yeah, that's racist, Tomash Brode. <laughs> Like, all gargoyles know each other.
1: He is correct this time, since Angela was there both times, but he didn't know
0: that. He's just making assumptions based on species.
1: Sally is like, I guess I just really hate Tony Dracula. And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) stolid. I totally accept that reasoning. Thank you. We all agree, Tony Dracula sucks.
1: (laughs) Stupid hair.
0: (laughs) So in the sky... The Brogoyles continue to just be fucking losers that have never talked to a hot babe before, you know?
1: Such a hot babe.
0: Dudes, come on. Learn how to talk to babes. (laughs) Just be chill and talk to babes.
1: Is this when they're actually, like, fighting midair, like, grappling with each other? You guys are on a fucking mission right now. Maybe leave your dicks alone.
0: Yeah, and then Angela's like, hey, the Dongbot, we should go. You know what? You guys seem busy. The Dongbot over here, though? No? Okay. And then Lexington tries to impress Angela enough to where maybe she'll let him show her his dick by swooping down to fight the Dongbot solo.
1: It obviously doesn't go well.
0: It's not a good idea. It ejaculates some kind of exploding jizz or whatever. And just takes out Lex entirely.
1: Oh, my God. He should be dead or, like, bleeding or something, how hard he was hit here.
0: He was hit hard by whatever ejaculated out of that dongbot.
1: Yeah, and so Angela drops down to save him, but in the process gets ejaculated on as well, which, come on, that poor girl can't catch a break.
0: Yeah, I think that maybe trying to save Lex wasn't worth it (laughs) because he was kind of causing her some issues. I mean, just think, if he would plummeted to his death, that's one fewer brogoyles to have to deal with.
1: And now they're both in a sticky situation.
0: Oh, my. (laughs) They are dazed, lying down on some train tracks, just chilling out. Like,
1: Guys, there's a train
0: coming. Uh Uh-oh. I think they're going to die.
1: Everyone's dying in this episode.
0: Everyone is going to die. They're- (laughs)
1: want the hunky hero and the fantastic leading lady to be brought to life with love and lust a smutcast. indulge in a radio drama filled to the brim with romance laughs and all those wonderfully awkward moments that come with a new relationship and don't forget those delicious sexy parts that make romance novels oh so fun to enjoy season one of love and lust is available now at calamitycast.com or anywhere that you can find podcasts (laughs) doomed I don't know why I'm falling but
0: yeah they had already landed that's why they were doomed because they you know what it it doesn't matter because the other bros swoop down and they grab everyone and it's fine
1: no train splats back on
0: top of the train because it's the same train we're dealing with brode has captured glasses until Glasses jumps off the train into the same drainage ditch. He's probably fine, though. It's fine.
1: Glasses at this point is very much like, fuck you. Fuck all this. Fuck the mafia. I don't- Peace out. I am done.
0: <laughs> that would be great if this was his exit from the show. He's like, I'm going legit. Crime is scary. <laughs>
1: I keep having to deal with gargoyles.
0: Yeah, the dragon men are enough to make me want to quit this whole crime business.
1: Tony's not even around. I have to take care of all this shit. I
0: never wanted to be head crime guy. I wanted to be crime guy sidekick.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, at least he chooses to jump off the train, unlike everyone else who was just yeeted off of it. I
0: hate that word (laughs) because I don't know what it means. (laughs)
1: I think I used it correctly.
0: I'll ask my 11 year old child.
1: Perfect. That's who would probably know. Well, we're on the rooftop now. Yeah. And surprise, the brogoyles are being gross.
0: Oh my God. This is when we finally get to the explicit. She's mine Bullshit fight Ew I was seething I was so angry I didn't even want to watch The rest of this episode
1: Ew 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 Ew
0: (laughs) Yeah It's not a great look bros
1: What the hell is wrong with them
0: All I can say is Luckily Angela Begins to advocate For herself A little bit here
1: It's time you all stopped Acting like hatchlings The winner does not Get to keep me Now let's go.
0: The winner does not get to show me their dick. As a matter of fact, no one gets to show me no dicks. No dicks. No dicks for anybody. As a matter of fact, everyone with dicks, put another loincloth on the dick. Separate loincloth for the dicks, just to be sure. (laughs) Dick cloth.
1: Suddenly she makes them all start wearing pants.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be the ultimate punishment.
1: (laughs) No free ball in for them.
0: None of you can be trusted with your dicks anymore. Put them in pants. Put them in pants. (laughs) Pants those dicks. So she's pissed, (laughs) and she takes off to actually go and try and help Dreamboat.
1: Yeah, like what they're supposed to be doing.
0: Their fucking jobs.
1: She's like, what the fuck did y'all do (laughs) before I got here? Did you not actually do anything useful ever?
0: (laughs) Well, they didn't have the distractions of a woman, you see. It's really Angela's
1: fault. Oh, God, don't even get me started.
0: Really, if she hadn't been a a being that exists, I don't even know. Like... uh, I know that the lesson here is that this is poor behavior, but the way the ending ends up being does not really match up with what we're shown the rest of the episode. You know what? We'll get. I'm sorry. We'll get there. This episode is so fucked in this one specific way. (laughs) They all follow her because they got to go and rescue people because that's what they're supposed to fucking do. And they're all shouting, "Hey, Angie! Hold up, Angie! We're sorry, Angie! Hey, Angie! Come on, Angie! Don't be mad at us, Angie! What's wrong, Angie? Why are you being such a bitch, Angie? I mean, no, ma. She fucking lets them know how she feels about that shit too, and it was great.
1: Hey, Angie! Wait up! Oh, and another thing. Stop calling me Angie.
0: Got it. No problem,
1: Angela. It is.
0: it on you, Angela.
1: Yes, thank you, Angela. Oh
0: God. I'm this shit has got me sweating.
1: <laughs> Angry sweat.
0: So, is <laughs> What happens next?
1: Well, we're back in the dongbot, the only dick that is acceptable in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and-, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and Brode's like, hey, y'all, we've been doing this the wrong way. To kill a snake, you got to cut off the head. We just had been dealing with the body, but we needed to go for the head. And they're like, Tony, Dracula's is already in prison. What are we supposed to do? Break in? And
0: he's like, I want to jump in real fast just to clarify something for Tomash Brode. You can kill a snake by just cutting it in half. Right. You don't have to go for the head specifically. Like if you just, you know what, Tomash, we'll talk snakes later.
1: Maybe he thinks the snake's head is like the entirety it, until you cut it off. Like
0: it's just one giant head. <laughs> All snakes are heads. <laughs>
1: until you cut it off and then the other part is the tail.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need to bifurcate a snake to give it a tail. <laughs> until you chop that snake, it's all head. Listen, all we're doing is saying head, but I feel like you're laughing for a different reason.
1: There's too much penis talk. It's for like- us? No. <laughs> I'm broken.
0: You know what? We're just a couple of pals that got dicks on the brain.
1: (laughs) You have no idea.
0: Clearly I do. Look, I mean, listen to me.
1: (sighs) Okay, cutting off the head. Yeah. Which means they're going to go after Tony Dracula. And he's a Dracula. Like, you can't kill the him. But whatever. Yeah,
0: they're immortal or whatever, man.
1: (laughs) And Sally's like, I mean, he's locked up Like, what are we supposed to do? Break into prison? And they're like, yes, I love that idea (laughs) Sally, promotion, that is perfect (laughs) (laughs) Way to brainstorm (laughs) Way to find solutions She's like, oh, haha, we don't know Where he is, and someone's just like, actually He's in cell block D Why do you know that?
0: (laughs) Why does Ed Asner's character know that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, cool, we know what we're doing Let's go
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the plan is to break into a prison, you know, where there's a bunch of dudes with guns and kill a man in front of so many witnesses.
1: Right, like, what the fuck?
0: Well, let's go to there.
1: So we're in the prison. Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess if you have a huge dong bot and a ton of cannons, there's not much to stop you from flying to a prison, blowing it up and murdering a guy. So
1: Yeah, I mean, they fly up right to the security tower thing. And that guy didn't even like try to stop them. He was just like, all right, I'm out. He dives out of the tower.
0: That's the biggest (laughs) robot dick I've ever seen. I'm out of (laughs) here.
1: A lot of people falling from a high height in this.
0: They all survived. Yes. The Dongbot goes on to blow a hole in the roof, and they start making their way to Tony Dracula's cell.
1: Finally, (laughs) outside of this, the ProGoyles are acting like normal bros again. Thank God.
0: Yeah, it's about fucking time.
1: Only took literally the entire episode. The
0: B-Boys distract the Dongbot's gunner. Nice! And Angela and Lexington sneak in Underneath the shaft where there's a hidden hatch. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. where the shaft about... meets the balls. Yeah. Not quite the taint area.
1: <laughs> but uh Angela knows exactly where to go.
0: Yeah, no, she knows that spot. And they sneak inside and they take out the gunner by knocking him off of the dong bot. Bye! <laughs>
1: Broadway catches him, though, because, like, you know, Broadway's like, eh, unnecessary death, don't want it. Oh,
0: they're like, oh, there's not a small body of water underneath them. I guess we'd better save that man <sighs> from plummeting to his doom. And then he just drops him off into the prison yard.
1: Yeah. Okay, you're in prison now. What?
0: Yes. <laughs> time out, sir. You're in time out.
1: Obviously, the pilot notices everything <laughs> going on because they're not exactly being subtle. Yeah. So he has a weird electronic proddy thing. It's like a kettle prod, you know? okay. Is that just a tool that people carry around with them?
0: When you want to shock
1: cattle. Sure, 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 sure. So he tries to use that on the gargoyles, but Angela whips him with her tail and he electrocutes himself.
0: (laughs) Really? I missed that part.
1: Yeah, she knocks him over because he had the thing like primed and ready to go. So he just shocks himself instead. And it was
0: great. Jesus Christ, that is great. (laughs) So at this point, no pilot, the dongbot's going down. Man.
1: Lexington, it's time to shine, buddy. It's time to save the day, pal. He writes the ship and flies it to safety, right? No.
0: He lets it crash.
1: And this is when he has to admit to Angela. She's like, what about that helicopter that you flew that you kept going on about? He's like, yeah, so I totally crashed it.
0: Yeah, no, I need to crash something to learn how to fly it. That's my superpower. I can learn how to fly something, but I have to crash it one time first.
1: (laughs) I have to say it was kind of refreshing that he didn't just automatically know how something worked for once. And I
0: feel like this Dongbot had like a a yoke or something, right? But he was just over there pushing buttons and flipping switches. Like he didn't even have a clue as to what to do, which I thought was (laughs) very funny. Yeah. Well, inside the prison, we're just taking our sweet time finding Tony Dracula, but Broad manages- I, Liz, is he just going to gun down T-Drax in his cell, like from the other side of the cell door? Like, Seems
1: like that's the plan.
0: That's a little harsh yeah. to not even say, all right, come out here and face me. He's like, no, it's, you're in a cage and I'm just going to shoot you through the fucking bars.
1: Yeah, I feel like a proper gentleman would be like, it's time for a duel. Damn it. He's picking the cowardly way.
0: I agree. Well, luckily, Sally is there to rescue this timeless vampire lord. And she actually doesn't do much and is quickly subdued by someone from Broad's gang.
1: Well, I like that immediately <laughs> Dracula just looks at her for a second and goes, Oh, hey sweets. What are you doing here? But up to your uh shenanigans putting on costumes and she's like, Ah, damn it. <laughs> like he knew immediately.
0: Yeah, that's true because they unwig her after that. Like he's like I recognize those tits.
1: Yeah, see? He doesn't (laughs) need hair color. He he just needs tits.
0: (laughs) And then she's unwigged. And this ending really picked up the pace. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, fuck, we got a lot to do in like 90 seconds to do it.
1: So at this point, obviously Dreamboat is outnumbered. But luckily the gargoyles appear.
0: Yeah, literally just appear.
1: I don't know where they came from. I don't even remember.
0: How did they get in here with none of the other prisoners (laughs) seeing them and shouting like, Holy fucking God, the devil is real. And he's walking through this prison. (laughs) Beelzebub, it's Beelzebub. Watch out, everyone.
1: I want to see that. But they show up. They fight Broad. Tony gets a gun. Yeah. He also tries to fight the gargoyles. I don't know. And all the bad guys
0: are suddenly very sloppy with their bullet placement. And because of that, they get their guns taken away. And the fight is over. Like, we got to go. The credits are coming.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Liz. Liz. Yes.
0: Liz, we do a cross cut to Dreamboat. She's standing over all of the tied up goons. She shows her badge to the prison guards and she says this
1: Hi, I got some new inmates for you. A couple creeps who were messing with my turf.
0: That's not how this works, Dreamboat. You have to arrest them. You have to do your job.
1: Yeah, like they still need to go to trial and all that bullshit. They're
0: not just prisoners now, we have a justice system. A system that you are a part of.
1: Making out for justice.
0: <laughs> exactly. Have you made out with any of these guys?
1: <laughs> Tony really wants you to. <laughs> well,
0: I guess Tony is the only one that doesn't count. Like, he is still a prisoner, so he just goes back in his cell. Yeah. You can make out with him if you want, but that's not <laughs> for justice at this point. That would just be for funsies.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, fair. He's a vampire. Might as well. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, who isn't going to make out with a vampire given the opportunity? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So we go back to the clock tower. Yeah. It's morning. Yeah. Just about. I think night is ending and Goliath and Hudson and Bronx finally come back.
0: Were they on a bender? Where have they been?
1: I don't know. They, they were gone for like a whole two sun cycles.
0: Yeah. It was a I don't a know while. why I said
1: that and not days. No,
0: that's, that's what everyone calls them. <laughs> that's how we all know you're a real academic, Liz. You call days sun cycles. Very fancy. So, the bros, they arrive back home, and they all apologize to Angela. And this is what I was talking about earlier, Liz. We get the most shocking reveal of the episode here.
1: Don't back off. Just slow down. I like all three of you, but if anything is going to happen, it'll happen in its own time.
0: Listen, I want to see all your dicks, but I've only been here a week, so maybe slow it up a little. What? Yeah...
1: Like, part of me is like, I don't know if she's saying this to be nice. Like, if you're not into it, you need to just shut it down completely. Yeah. Most horny teenage boys, if you give them an inch, they take the whole fucking mile. But
0: what? Yeah. And then she kisses them each on the cheek and they all turn to stone with raging erections.
1: That's not even the worst part.
0: Choose a part because it's all bad.
1: The fact that she says, I'm not the only girl gargoyle. I have 15 sisters back on Avalon. And they're all like, what? And Goliath is like, oh my God, what the fuck is my daughter doing?
0: I'm just going to leave again. I don't know what's happening. I just got here. What the
1: fuck were y'all doing
0: when I was gone? How many times did they show you their dicks? Jesus Christ. Then
1: he has to sit down and have a big man-to-man talk with all the bros and be like, look just because your dick is twitching doesn't mean anyone else wants to touch it. It's
0: true. If we have any young people with penises listening out there, just because your dick is twitching doesn't mean she wants to touch it. Or he, or they. Yeah. Don't just assume. Nope. That's how we're ending this episode with dicks. That's how we brought this episode in. That's how we're taking it out.
1: Yes. I
0: like it. We'll be right back. Diane, remind me to get cherry pie filling. Dude, what are y- Oh, come on, man. I told you, I don't even like David Lynch. Yeah, but you've never seen Twin Peaks. You might really like it. You never know. There is absolutely no way I'll get into that show. And I'll prove it. Okay, uh, I'm intrigued. How? I'm going to watch every single episode and co-host a podcast where we discuss all the ways in which I can't stay in the show. Yeah, that seems counterintuitive. Uh, I hope it's funny at least. You bet your cherry pie will be. <laughs> Funnier than that, I hope. Shut up. Subscribe to the Black Lodge Complaint Department on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And check us out at calamitycast.com. Oh, oh boy, we're back. (laughs) Liz, all dicks aside, if you can put all the dicks aside, and there are many. Many. Just sweep them aside. What did you think of this episode?
1: I liked it more than last week. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I know that's, like, the lowest bar ever, but... I
0: think that might be the lowest bar, yeah.
1: I liked it. Ish I uh, could have really have done without the whole plot B bros going horntastic over Angela thing. It almost feels
0: like last week didn't have enough plot. and maybe this one had too much going on, you know? yeah, maybe. I was wondering, Liz, do you think that Dreamboat buys her own costumes, or does the police station have, like, a costume department?
1: I like to think that they have an undercover costume room.
0: Yeah. So is that better or worse than the whole crotch-high boots thing? Like, it might be okay if she bought those herself and she's just using them for undercover work, but someone in the New York City police station costume department is like, you know what we need? Crotch-high boots. (laughs) And everyone's like, really, Doug? You're allocating some of the budget for... Okay. Fucking Doug. And then Dreamboat comes in and she's like, these are perfect. (laughs) Doug's like, yeah, vindicated.
1: It does make me laugh that Dreamboat always picks like revealing sexy clothing for her undercover work.
0: She's just trying to distract people around her because she's not really doing much to hide her voice.
1: (laughs) At least this time she had different hair. Well, last time she wasn't
0: trying to hide her identity. She was just like a dirty cop.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: it was a little bit different.
1: And Tony was super into that. Yeah. Dirty cop? Can I get you dirtier? Yeah, you dirty cop.
0: (laughs) Can I show you my dick?
1: (laughs) She's like, yes, yes, you can.
0: Let's have an entire Thanksgiving meal first, but afterwards, after we're all bloated and full. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry, because nothing makes me feel sexier than after-dinner bloat. (laughs) After
0: I've eaten entire turkey, the one thing I want to do is touch someone's dick. (laughs) You know, Liz, the good thing about this week's episode is that we made it even better. It was okay. But I feel like our discussion, and I hope our listeners agree, we kicked it up a notch. (laughs) (laughs) We made it very dick-heavy. Dick-heavy. That's my private eye character. I'm going to (laughs) write... I'm going to write a series of novels.
1: Detective Richard, a.k.a. Dick Heavy. Dick Heavy, private dick. (laughs) Liz, I guess we're finished. Yep, completion. All right,
0: now it's time to shut her down.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) thanks for listening to this week's Defenders of the Night. (laughs) And thank you. (laughs) And thank you to Ian. ham and eggs McGowan okay for providing our interstitial music check him out on Instagram
0: and Twitter at like penis and testicles Liz
1: what?
0: you know like some people call their penis the hog
1: check him out on Instagram and Twitter at easy Breezy underscore Mac and listen to more of his music at goodd2music.bandcamp.com or, or sweetgumstl.bandcamp.com. I
0: think Ian feels about us always talking about his penis. <laughs> no! I like to think he'd be flattered. If you want to talk gargoyles or gargoyle sexuality, use the hashtag gargoyles on Twitter, where we're at CalamityCast, Liz is at Zirconator, and I'm underscore TS Williams. On Instagram, we're at Cast Network. Liz is at LZirkle, and I am at underscore DS Williams. Find us on Facebook at CalamityCast. Email us at CalamityCastNetwork at gmail.com and visit CalamityCast.com for more podcasts.
1: <laughs> if you like what we do here, head over to Patreon.com slash CalamityCast and sign up to support this show and everything CalamityCast does. A dollar a month is all it takes to keep us rich in penny candy. For one-time contributions you can always use paypal.me slash if you want to buy our merch head to our website click that shop link at the top of the page and get you some
0: we'll be back next week with season two episode 48 of gargoyles
1: and an episode
0: of defenders of the night that looks surprisingly hot in a pair of thigh-high boots of
1: course we do
0: This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.